Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, the show that promotes positive people. Tune in live Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time or listen live 24-7 at www.wealthysistersradio.com. We know you'll be inspired, empowered, and informed by the incredible women featured. And now our host, entrepreneur, author, speaker, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, sponsored by Wealthy Sisters Media Group. You can visit us at www.wealthysistersmedia.com. That's S-I-S-T-A-S, media.com. Visit us there for all your branding and publishing needs. We are here to help you. You know, Wealthy Sisters Radio Show is that show that proudly promotes positive people, and particularly highly successful business women. And you know our purpose is twofold. First, we love to provide inspiration and encouragement to you, our dynamic listener, and we want to make sure that you get that practical knowledge that you can apply right now to positively impact your business and life. And second, we have to edify, promote, and acknowledge and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host. Broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network And today is another fabulous Monday That's right, it's almost the end of January January 28, 2013 And you know, we are so grateful and excited to have you join us today We're here every week at the same time That's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern So thank you, thank you for spreading the word Wow, I tell you, as I said, this is another exciting year As we enter into our fourth season. Can you believe that? The time is going by so fast. You know, we must pause and say thank you, thank you, thank you. We are so grateful for you and for sharing our space here these past four years. You know, there's been so many great shows, and we promise to continue to provide that to you. So guess what? The best is truly yet to come, starting with today's show. That's right. You know it's going to be another great one. Our very special guest today is a woman that I'm proud to call my friend. She is none other than the CEO of MuncherDoodle.com. Now, she is a born entrepreneur, a person who has never, that's right, she's never worked for anyone else. So she knows what she's talking about, about being a business owner. So if you know what I know, go and get your paper, your notepads, your iPads, because Nichelle Tidmore Fleming is live here with us today. You know, we want to remind you also to follow us on Facebook and Twitter under Wealthy Sisters. And also, you can get this show and check out all of our other great shows. You can download it right now on iTunes for free. That's right. We are there for you. So when we take this short break, we're going to come back and bring to you, present to you none other than the dynamic, super powerful CEO herself, Michelle Tidmore Fleming. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. And thank you. Did I say thank you for joining us? I want to say thank you again. Three women are murdered every day. Around the world, at least one in three women has been or will be abused in her lifetime. It's time to change these statistics. Join Saving Promise, a national grassroots movement that's bringing about real change. Visit www.savingpromise.org to join our One Voice campaign and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Text My Promise to 20222 to make a $5 donation. We need your voice. 
Together we can live, thrive, and be free of domestic violence. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll free at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. Hello, we're live and we're back here on Wealthy Sisters. Thank you again for joining us on another fabulous show. Want to remind everybody, you can find us on Facebook, yes, and Twitter on the Wealthy Sisters. That's S-I-S-T-A-S. And also, if you're on the Blog Talk Network, go ahead and click follow right there. You see it right there on the network. That way you'll get a reminder every week about our show starting live at 12 noon on Eastern. Well, as I promised, I am so excited about today's guest. I want to say hello and a welcome to Wealthy Sisters. Are you there, Miss Michelle? Yes, I am. Hello, Deborah. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I truly appreciate this great opportunity. Yes, yes. Well, I tell you, you know, our audience is always thrilled to have someone like you. It's an honor. You know, as I mentioned, I mean, I always remember when I first met you, when we talked about you've always been an entrepreneur from, you know, your background, and we're going to get into that today. So there are so many people um, today that have started businesses and want to start a business, and to hear someone like yourself who's never, you know, had a job, not saying Anything is wrong with working for someone because we value that as well, and we, you know, we talk about that here on our show. But the fact that you've been an entrepreneur all of your life—that is—that's incredible. That's amazing. So we're nosy over here. You know that, right? Of course I do. <laughs> and we love to find out, you know, your background. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you, you know, grew up and, you know, what made you become an entrepreneur? Well, Deborah, I'll tell you this much, okay? Uh, the family that I grew up in, I'm actually from Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. and um, I had two fantastic parents who basically – uh, gave me so many different opportunities to try to discover who I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But really, to be very honest with you, I went to college, and when I went to college, I never thought about when I get out of college, I'd like to go and get a big corporate job. Not saying, mm-hmm. once again, that it's something wrong with a corporate job. Right. But that was just really, that really wasn't in my DNA because I've always seen my dad. Um, own different businesses, and, um, you know, through my childhood, I, I grew up where my dad basically owned a Burger King and a McDonald's franchise. And so I just thought that's really how you're supposed to do it. So right. I really didn't understand corporate that well. But one thing I knew is is that I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to own my own business. I wanted my financial freedom. I wanted independence. I wanted to call my own shots. Mm-hmm. And I admired my mom and dad so much in terms of what they taught me and how they taught me how to basically be a good person and mm-hmm. work hard and come up with a great strategy. So mm-hmm. I started as a little girl, um, and this is this is really this is really something that I never thought in my life would have something to do with uh, my situation now. But 
my very, very first job was actually in network marketing. Mm-hmm. I actually went to work for my uncle when mm-hmm. I was seven years old, and I sold <laughs> cosmetic products. <laughs> so I walked up and down the street selling lipstick and nail polish. <laughs> and so I said, wow, this is just a great opportunity here. You mean to tell me I could make 50 cents off of a bottle of nail polish? (laughs) So I got my pad out. I really didn't understand what I was doing. I just knew I wanted to sell something. I wanted Uh to just spread the word about this nail polish and, you know, lipstick. So I did very well doing that. Well, that was very short-lived, okay? Uh My next job was actually I was one of the little girls who was in the McDonald's commercial. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad bought his first McDonald's franchise when I was a little girl. Uh-huh. And so McDonald's asked me, did I want to do a commercial? And I said, sure. Well, of course I thought I was going to talk and sing, but no, all they had me do is just color on the floor in a little coloring book. <laughs> so I was very excited about that, and then I eventually graduated where I actually made McDonald rings for the Big Mac. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Does anybody mm-hmm. remember that? You had a Big Mac ring that went around the big sandwich. And that was my primary job. So I did that for a very long time. So uh-huh. I kind of got exposed to an early age of how to become an entrepreneur, um, how franchises work, all the mm-hmm. do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. And then I actually went um, through elementary school, junior high school. And then in junior high school, my dad actually purchased a Burger King. And that's when I really found out what hard work was. Okay. I became a manager at his stores, and I did all the things that I thought I was supposed to do, and I was very successful. You know, I, I learned how to listen to people, how to train people, and so what they basically instilled in me was was you gotta you gotta put in the hard work in order to be successful. Right. And that's one of the things that my mom and dad taught me how to do at a very early age. So right. from that point forward, I just knew that I would own something fantastic one day, just like my mom and dad. Mhm 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 mhm. And it's it's I'm so glad that you, you know, took the time to share that because a lot of us are uh, maybe first generation or uh, entrepreneurs and and we are raising our children in this um world of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and so you know, a lot of times we might not want to expose our children. Some people may not have their children in that environment, but it's really a good thing because it gives them opportunities to see the world in a different light, just like you did. Because exactly. you obviously were taking in everything that you were seeing at that Basically time. Basically a little sponge. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And and it is so true. It is so true. I noticed that, um, you know, on a personal level with, with my daughter as well. You know, I'm mm-hmm. almost embarrassed to say this <laughs> But she asked the other day, you know, can can she's always thinking about how to make money, and she's just mm-hmm. nine. And I see that in her. She asked the other day about, hmm, if I took a $100 bill and made a copy of it, <laughs> is that illegal? I was like, yes. 
But I was like, okay, but at least she's thinking. She's trying to figure this thing out here. So. Exactly. But that's good. That's good. So you went to college and mm-hmm. you you saw that, okay, this is what I want to do. You didn't really do the resume thing. Do you even no. know how to put a resume together? No. As a matter of fact, when I went to school and people asked me, what did I want to go to school for, mm-hmm. I actually checked in with my dad and mom and said, what should I study? <laughs> You know, and I mm-hmm. thought, okay, business. I'm right. going to be a business person. Right. I didn't want to just be a little business person. I wanted to be right. a big business person. Right. I wanted to right. run different operations. I wanted to be able to give other people a great opportunity. And it wasn't because, you know, I thought that um, I was superior or anything. It's just that I just really had in my DNA Mm-hmm. to be a financially independent person, run my own show, be able to travel mm-hmm. when I want to travel, right. be able to spend time with my children one day if I decided to have children, which I didn't. Right. Um, but I guess I just thought that, you know, this is a fantastic life. I mean, I looked mm-hmm. at what my mom and dad were able to do uh, for us and it it was just such a it was such a blessing to sit under them and to learn the different principles of business rather than going and sitting in a classroom and listening to a teacher tell you mm-hmm. you know this is how you do things so when you have that life experience it really helps you to develop to be a great person and to understand business once you get a little older Mhm, mhm. And so when you you um were in college and you decided mm-hmm. to, you know, make the transition into your own business, what was your first business that you actually um started on your own? Well, my very first business was actually a fundraising company. Mhm. Um mm-hmm. I was in a I was in the right place at the right time. It was the right opportunity. It was a guy by the name of Clarence Archibald who owned several Baskin Robbins uh franchises in um Cleveland, Ohio. And he had a fundraising candy business. And what mm-hmm. he basically did was um you know how the kids run around with the little brochures, take orders and get prizes and you raise money for the schools. Right. right. That's what I did. So I was very excited. I went to um I went to the bank to get a loan. Mm-hmm. Um which I didn't really fully understand until mm-hmm. you know my mom and dad sat me down to say, you know, we're going to borrow X amount of dollars mm-hmm. to purchase this business. This is your business. You have to learn how to pay money back. But mm-hmm. this is what we are going to help you with financially. Mm-hmm. So they gave me something, but they didn't hand everything to me on the platter and say, okay, go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I basically trained under this guy, Clarence Archibald, and um, that was my first business. So I was like maybe 20 Twenty something. Mm-hmm, so I was actually mm-hmm. going into schools and talking to a lot of principals who were a lot older than me. So mm-hmm. I had to go in and battle and negotiate for different contracts and raise money for elementary schools. And that's when I really, really got an eye opener to how things really work. Because mm-hmm. a, I had a lot of financial responsibility on me mm-hmm. to be able to pay the loans back mm-hmm. and to be able to continue the business the way Mr. Archibald did. So what I did was I implemented new strategies to make the business better, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, developed relationships with educators and principals. And then in the meantime, when I did all of that and raised the school 
a lot of great, great money. I then got an opportunity to spend a lot of time with a lot of uh, unfortunate children in the inner city in Cleveland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that was really a great learning um, process for me because I was able to go in and tutor children after school, uh, buy certain meals for children Mm -hmm, who, mm -hmm. you know, did not have money. You know, Mm -hmm. unfortunate children. So mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. able to pour back into the school financially and able to make a substantial income at a young age. And it's good that you're saying that, too, as well, because, I mean, today there is there's a lot of talk about, you know, we just had the major election and we just had, you know, um, of course, inauguration and all of that, and we're dealing, right. we hear a lot of things that's going on in, in our nation's capital between you know, the parties there, and there's a lot of talk about social responsibility. Mm-hmm. How, obviously, this is something that you participated in. How important, you know, is that to a business owner? Why why should a business owner be thinking about social responsibility or giving back? I mean, what's the what is the plus to that? The plus is, is that you have to always remember that everybody needs a helping hand. You didn't mm-hmm. get to where you were or where mm-hmm. you are right now, you know, mm-hmm. other than mm-hmm. someone has to help you along the way. And a mm-hmm. lot of times in our community we make a lot of money and we don't understand how you have to reach back mm-hmm. and help someone that's, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunate. You know, a lot of times people are born into situations and if they just had a mentor, mm-hmm. then they would be able to excel and do fabulous things for their life, too. And then you have to think about that this is a generational type of situation. Right. Okay? This it, it doesn't just stop with me. You right. Know, it, it moves on to a cousin. To a, right. Uh, you know, it goes on and on and on. So you're helping several generations. And right. it's important because you always want to feel like you're giving back to a wonderful situation where it gives someone a great opportunity to be a very, very good human being. That's right. what you want out here. You want little soldiers, and you want to teach them early, and you want to train them early so that they can become productive and great human beings as an adult. Right, And that's right. what people don't understand. It's not a greed factor. It's not mm-hmm. just about the money. It's about mm-hmm. helping other people. That's mm-hmm. all this whole thing is about. Mm-hmm. It's not about mm-hmm. money. You do what you love, but in the mm-hmm. meantime, you help people. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of business owners don't understand. Right, right, because it's know? a greater reward in helping, you know, when you can help. And and it's you can't, everything is spiritual. Would you agree, you know, that exactly. you, you, you know, I know that's why, you know, you've been so blessed in your businesses because, you know, you, you, you have practiced such philanthropic efforts mm-hmm. in, in things like that that you do. So that's, that's good. That's really good to have that. So you had your fundraising business and you built that and uh, was very successful mm-hmm. um, with that. And, Something called timing. I know you mentioned that earlier. Uh, things change. We, you know, we talk about Jim Rome all the time. Who's a, he, he uses God rest his soul. He used to use the analogy of the seasons. You know, there's a spring, okay. there's a summer, fall, and winter. And um, in business, I know you've experienced 
um all of those seasons. So mm-hmm. what what you know, what type of transition did you make um from your fundraising business into the next level? Well, the next level was actually I had my fundraising company and then my dad and I decided to purchase a grocery store. Okay. And um it was a grocery store in a senior area in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. So I actually was running my fundraising business, and then um, we owned a grocery store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, that was just on a whole different level. But it, it, it was a great experience because it really taught me a lot more about business and how mm-hmm. things really work, you mm-hmm, know, on mm-hmm. the international, on the on the on the larger scale of things. Uh, mm-hmm. In the United States, in terms of the food industry, so mm-hmm. I was able to get a lot of training in terms of the food industry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um from that point, after the supermarket um, i had I've had so many different business ventures, but the next thing was was that I was very much interested in uh selling accessories to men, mm-hmm. so I created mm-hmm. um a business called Why Not Me, mm-hmm. and I sold accessories for men in a retail establishment, and that went well. And then there was a season for that to actually, you know, terminate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I actually moved to Atlanta, Georgia, um, where I opened up a candy and yogurt store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've always had a love for the food business. Mm-hmm. Um. And once I got exposed to it through the supermarket, then I kind of realized, okay, I like this industry. Um, Mm -hmm. I like what it represents. And after that, um, the food industry carried on to the Treat Factory, which was a yogurt and candy store in Alpharetta, Georgia. And um, that was really the love of my life Um, because when I was growing up, I always watched the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> that was just an all-time movie. And I always wanted to be around, like, a lot of candy, a lot of bubble gum, a lot of sweets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows that I'm I'm the biggest sweet person ever. Right. So I wanted to just give kids the kind of happiness that I had growing up. Right. Um, my grandmother and my uncle... They used to take me to a store called the Candy Stripe store, mm-hmm. and I was able to go and choose any kind of candy I wanted to. I might have only had 50 cents, but I was smart enough to go around in the neighborhood and tell people, listen, I'll ride my bike to a store. If you give me 50 cents to go to the store, I'll pick up some pickles and candy for you. <laughs> <laughs> And then with that money, I made extra money, so I was able to go and buy my sweets. So I've always had the type of uh, mentality where I want to be in the element of sugar. Mm -hmm. Candy, Mm -hmm. fun. I want kids to have a great time. And that's how the Treat Factory got started. When kids walked into my store, they actually just felt like they were in heaven, the way that Mm -hmm. I did when I was a child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so they mm-hmm. they would go to big candy bins and pick out big jawbreakers and neon lights were in the store and pastries and all kind of goodies. And to me, that was just the ultimate satisfaction to bring joy to these kids. And honestly, that is the best feeling for a kid to walk mm-hmm. into a candy store and <laughs> smell the sugar. 
<laughs> it's just the, it's just the most fantastic thing on earth, and I truly enjoyed that just to see their eyes light up. Right. Right. So that's how the treat factory got developed. Okay. Okay. And so the transition came, and um, from there, and and I, I'm talking about transition because today, you know, we know that a lot of people are have made transitions in their lives, have had to make adjustments. What would you say are some indicators for a person to know, okay, maybe I need to adjust some things. Now I have to give up on their dream, mm-hmm. but maybe there are some adjustments that I need to make. Uh, what what are some key indicators to to suggest to our audience? Well, I think you just have to look at, you have to read, first of all, mm-hmm. and figure out what's really going on in the world in terms of a demand for your product. Okay, okay. Um, and that's kind of crucial. Um, I think when you read and when you stay informed and when you know your craft and, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see the direction it's going into, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's the best indicator. But I think if you don't read, then you have no idea of what's really going on in right. your industry. And that kind of helps to say, okay, within the next five years, this product is going to be a great product. Right, right. You know, um, you have to kind of forecast things out. Right. Read. Join certain organizations who represent the same thing that you do. And then surround yourself with other business people who can help you to make informed decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. like one thing that my dad always told me is is that when you own a business, you need your own board of directors. Mm-hmm. 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 And your board mm-hmm. of directors are people that you trust, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people who have a like mind, Mm-hmm. And business people, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. always want to be around someone who is smarter than you, right? That's right. So that That's they can right. teach you and educate mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once you surround yourself with a board of directors, that board of directors can sit down with you to say, "Hey, this is what I see for your business in the next five to ten years. Right? These are the changes you must make to stay relevant. Right." Right, and a lot right. of people miss that because they want to talk to their aunts, their uncles, their cousins who have no information about their business. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah especially you know, a lot of times they get excited about maybe a family member who's been successful mm-hmm. in their skill set or in a corporate setting. But like you said, if they haven't had the business experience or know-how experience, not the degree, but the experience, Mm -hmm. you know, not the degree alone, shall I say. Uh, That's important. That's important. So that's good. You're saying, you know, make sure they become a part of some type of trade association. Mm -hmm. Um, But that sounds like spending money. Form your own board of uh, directors. (laughs) Find find people that you think are successful and Mm -hmm. talk to them. Mm-hmm. And let them help to advise you. It needs to be people that you trust. Right, right, right. And so they can help you because sometimes you can get stuck on, this is really what I want and this right. is really what I want now, but it may not be the right time. Right, right, because you need that objective opinion. Exactly. You need someone that's not doesn't is not emotionally attached because you are going to be emotionally attached. Right, because it's you your know. baby. <laughs> right, yeah. right, mm-hmm. right. 
Right, right. But you do have to make sure that, you know, you have that um, objective. Not saying, of course, not saying that, you know, your dream is not going to come to pass. It's just sometimes you That's we have timing. to navigate and find another vehicle mm-hmm. or another way or just a, a simple shift in something yeah. that we're doing to make sure. And no sure. one is going to start a business where they're going to go by the same blueprints when mm-hmm. they started the business. Well, say that again because oftentimes I know I deal with um, a lot of clients who they've started a business and mm-hmm. maybe they've never they've never owned a business before, and they are you know they spent a lot of time in planning, getting that business plan together. They had this idea and they had this plan, right. and I, the plan just didn't work. It just didn't work, and mm-hmm. so. Speak to that point about that flexibility that you need to have. Well, uh, what you need to do is when you start a business, you come up with your blueprint to figure out how you're going to navigate your business the next 5 or 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. So it's not, and I like the way you said that, a blueprint to navigate, not something Mm -hmm. that's going to be a fixed uh, uh, plan because things change. Exactly. And you have Mm -hmm. to remember that you always have to evaluate your business every six months mm-hmm. to figure mm-hmm. out if you need to turn and go into a different direction. Mm-hmm. That's where your mm-hmm. board of directors come in, where they can help you to do that, because sometimes you can't see certain things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of twists and turns that you're not going to like, and you're going to be very uncomfortable right. because this has never happened to you before. Right, right. You're going right. to shed many tears. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all done that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're going to say, why? <laughs> why did this happen to me? Right. Well, why wouldn't right. it happen to you? You're mm-hmm. starting a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is all part of business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of disappointment and it's a lot of great times. Mm-hmm. But you have to think and you have to take a systematic approach to just navigating through your years to try to make the best out of your business. You can't mm-hmm. do it by yourself. Mhm, mhm. You get and in trouble you when you try to team. do things by yourself. Right, right, right. And that's right. why I keep saying board of directors. Right. So if you don't get anything else out of this today, your listeners, everyone should have a board of directors for your business. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then that will guarantee that you will be a lot more successful. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And that's truly how it works. Mhm, mhm. And again, make sure, like you said, those the people that are the board of directors, you, you put those qualifiers out there. That's right. They're they're you know they're not just people who love you like family or what have you, but right. They're people you want who, people who are going to tell you the truth. Right. People who are smarter than you. Right. People right. who have business experience. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And people mm-hmm. who stay well informed, who mm-hmm. read who understand mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, is, what was, let's say, you know, out of the years that you've been, a, I know 30-plus years mm-hmm. um, that you've been a business owner, What what is one of the most challenging times you say that you faced, and what did you do to overcome that? Well, let's see. I've had a lot of challenging times, but the most challenging time was probably – when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and 
You know, sometimes as a business owner, one thing my dad always told me, it's better to be um, a small fish, mm-hmm. you know, in a big in a pond. In a big pond. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I moved to Atlanta, I really saw what he was talking about. Okay. See, it's it's not so much the city is what you do in the city and your connections mm-hmm. and who can help you to navigate the best. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I arrived here, I started facing a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was single, although mm-hmm. I had certain people around me to help to navigate me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just became very challenging because in Atlanta, Georgia, or any other big city, they basically have everything. Right. I mean, sky's the limit. Somebody's right. doing it this way. Somebody's doing it that way, this and that and that. You know, it goes on and on. So mm-hmm. you have to figure out how to carve your niche in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to to be successful. And when I moved here, that's when I got a real wake-up call that, hey, you know, um, I can't try to call in a favor here to do this and do that, or I can't get to this person because I don't have a relationship with that person. You know, it goes on and on. So relationships are very important, and I learned that when I came to Atlanta, Georgia. As a matter of fact, I started to appreciate more the relationship ah, that right, I had because, in Cleveland, Ohio. Because that's where you grew up. You had um, exactly. seen your family. You and built. we take it for granted. Yeah. Right. Mhm. 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 Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that you know it's a whole nother topic. You 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 kind of hit on the the importance of relationships in business. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of times when we're sharing, um, people think about networking functions and gatherings and. A lot of times I share with my clients that, you know, they say, well, I didn't meet anybody there or I didn't make a sale. But Mm -hmm. it's not really those environments are not about making a transaction that day. It's about meeting someone that you can potentially build a good rapport with, build a good relationship, because you never know. Exactly. um, That's just like when I grew up in Cleveland. I'll give you an example Mm -hmm. really quickly, but... I didn't really understand why my dad made us go to so many cocktail parties. Mm -hmm, My mom and dad mm -hmm. were always going to cocktail parties, but Mm -hmm. they were business cocktail parties. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so my dad said, one day you're going to understand why I'm making you do this. Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. my sister and I, we would basically be like, well, we don't want to go to another cocktail party. (laughs) Like it's boring. (laughs) Yeah, what are we going for? Oh, we saw them last week. You know, we didn't quite get it. Right. (laughs) <laughs> we didn't understand building relationships. Right. And these are the things that you have to do in order to become successful. Relationships, mm-hmm. that's the whole enchilada right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Not, it's not about just making the sale, seeing what you can get. It, it's not about that at all. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. It's because, you, you know, if you're coming from that 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 point of you're serving someone and you're providing a service, you know, Mm -hmm. what can you help someone with? Exactly. Um, That's mm -hmm. all it's about. Right. Because you're really meaning what you say. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of people say things that they really don't mean. Right. But you have to mean and do what you say you're going to do in business. And that's where a lot of people fall short. 
Right. You say you're going to do something, you need to do it. Your word and your reputation are the most important things in life that you will ever have. Right, right. You Mm -hmm. are so right. You are so right. If it takes you 20 years, get it done. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) That's right. Do it. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Have that commitment. I think about an episode I saw of uh, Sanford and Son. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he told, Fred told him, he said, it might not be this week, might not be next week, but one day, (laughs) I promise you this. You're going to see somebody coming down the alley and I'm going to hit you in the head. <laughs> Not quite relate, but he made that commitment. <laughs> I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's good. So great. Well, if you've just joined us, we are live here on Wealthy Sisters Radio with none other than Nichelle Tidmore Fleming. She is the CEO of Muncher Doodle, excuse me, MuncherDoodle.com. And we're going to take a quick break and come. Come back and learn about this dynamic new business. She's got, you know, two manufacturing facilities already, one in the north and one in the south. So we know she knows what she's doing. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Again, thank you for tuning in to Wealthy Sisters Radio. Having more money won't solve your problems, but being a trusted client of Visionary Financial Strategies will. Your help begins on the web by contacting VFStrategies.com. That's VFStrategies.com. Or 410-929-4837. Again, 410-929-4837. At Visionary Financial Strategies, every financial move must have a purpose. Visionary Financial Strategy. Well, yes, we are live here on Wealthy Sisters. Want to thank you guys for joining us and remind you that we are available on iTunes. You can download us there on the Wealthy Sisters. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter on Wealthy Sisters. And, you know, for all of your branding and publishing needs, we are available for you at WealthySisters.com, S-I-S-T-A-S.com. We're excited you're tuned in and listening here live on Wealthy Sisters. Our special guest today is Nichelle Tidmore Fleming. And this background music that you're hearing is uh, it's a young man by the name of Troy Horn. We're going to be unveiling his music next week on our show. Uh, dynamic individual. you got to check him out. Uh, great, great music. So, But, yes, our special guest today, again, is Michelle Tidmore Fleming. And we're going to come back to her here in a moment. But there's a lot of exciting things that's happening here uh, at Wealthy Sisters, as we promised. We've got a new producer we want to welcome to the show as well. And he's going to be here assisting all of our guests. And and just uh, all of our sponsors as well. I just want to bring and just take a quick second and say hello to Simba. Are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Oh, Simba. Well, I tell you, it is so. It's such a thrill. You you as we're talking about business, this gentleman. I, I'm real humbled to have him working with us because he he has been a business owner for a number of years and he knows what we're talking about on that retail end. I know you're probably shaking your head over there laughing uh, about some of the stories you can relate to as well. But we're so thrilled and grateful to have you join our team here at Wealthy Sisters. And we just want to welcome you. And if you want to say a quick word or two to our audience and let everybody know, you 
you know, a little bit about yourself, you could go ahead and take that time now, Simba. I just want to say hello to Miss Slimmings and congratulations on, the, you know, being an entrepreneur for such a long time. I know from experience it's uh, can be a very difficult and challenging uh, adventure to uh, embark upon. I want to you know, say hello to everyone. And I'm a native Washingtonian. Uh, you know, I enjoy uh, books. I enjoy talking to people. And I'm just happy to uh, be a part of the team of uh, Wealthy Sisters. Awesome, awesome. Well, he's very humble, you guys. So I won't, I won't put him out on Front Street today. But we, we're going to let him share his story as we, as time unveils. And like I said, he's definitely. Um, someone that we're thrilled to have working with us. So if you are interested in becoming a guest on the show, uh, you can email Simba at producer at WealthySistersRadio.com. That's WealthySistersRadio.com. And if you have any questions about the show, definitely hit them up and, um, at uh, producer at WealthySistersRadio.com. So thank you again, Simba. We're, we're so excited at, uh, about having you on board with us. Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, so, Miss Fleming, we've been talking here. This has just been a great show. Um, we've talked about a lot of key things about business, um, timing. I know you mentioned that right at the beginning of the your, the the interview, and we've talked about building relationships and, and knowing how to recognize when it's a time to shift and do something else right. or change in your business, and you have mastered that. And this new uh, business that you have, First of all, when I look at the the pictures, and I have, I got to let everybody know, I have sampled the, <laughs> boy, I tell you, <laughs> she when she says she loves sweets, she's doing obviously what she loves. I mean, some of the best desserts that you can ever uh, imagine. Tell us about Munchadoodle.com. Well, Munchadoodle.com, um, I've actually been in business um probably now for around three years. Mm-hmm. And how it actually started was my mom, she's a she's always been a great baker. She's a mm-hmm. she's a great uh inventor of different recipes. And years ago, um when we lived in Cleveland, Ohio, I mentioned to you that my mom and dad um were both in business, but my mom is an interior designer um by trade. And she also um, is a baker. And so what she used to do was she used to make different cakes, specialty cakes, uh, that actually don't have any preservatives in the product, Mm -hmm. um, more of an all-natural type of cake. And she would do that for different people's baby showers, wedding showers, bridal, you know, any type of shower or party. Mm-hmm. So everyone in our family and our close friends, we they know that my mom creates the most fantastic cakes, pound cakes that you would ever want to taste in life. Now, munchadoodle.com, we not only do pound cakes, but we do brownies, gourmet cookies. So these are all of my mom's recipes and my grandmother's recipes. Yes. And my grandmother who we call Grammy, she created the recipes, and my mom picked it up, and then my mom taught me, and now it's me and my mom actually creating these recipes. 
And if they go to your site, munchadoodle.com, they will see, as it says, perfection in each bite. I love that slogan there. Thank you. And the, <laughs> the food, just the, the treats just jump off the screen. Some really good pictures here. I see you've got a red velvet, um, chocolate lemon. chip, which is our flagship product. Okay, okay. We have zesty lemon, crazy wazy chocolate chip. <laughs> All these little funky names. And what's uh-huh. great about our business is, is that most people now get very guilty when mm-hmm. they have different desserts. So we decided to go into the miniature business. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, they so help us that's with our guilt complex. We have these miniature pound cakes so right. that you won't feel guilty. Right, right. But right, I'm going to warn right. everybody out there that when you try a Munchadoodle mini pound cake, this product is so fabulous because it doesn't taste like a grocery store product at all. Right. It's moist, it's right. delicious, and it's just it's just a one of a kind pound cake. What people ask me most of the time is the pound cake dry. The answer is no, no way, <laughs> no way, Jose. We do plenty of food shows. Uh huh. Um, we do a lot of different events. We do weddings here in Atlanta and in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have a lot of great reviews. Now, what we are actually is an online business. Mm-hmm. So we ship mm-hmm. out all over the country. Mm-hmm. 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 And basically we ship to corporate people. We ship to people who just love pound cakes, mm-hmm. birthdays, mm-hmm. anniversaries, any type of holiday. And so right now we're getting ready for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's going to be our big holiday, which will actually feature. You can get your honey six ruby red velvet miniature pound cakes with a nice Ooh. bow and a card on it, and we'll just ship oh. it right to your door to whomever. Oh wow, 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 wow! What a great concept! Instead of just trying to focus on opening a retail outlet, mm-hmm. uh, you decided to do this online. What 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 made you? select that as opposed to the retail? Well, I guess with retail, I've been there and done that, and I know mm-hmm. it's a lot of overhead in retail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. right now the trend is is an online business uh-huh. where uh-huh. people want to order product, get it shipped to their door, to their office, and um, it's it's nice and simple. It's a nice, clean way to do business and to keep your overhead down. You don't have the expenses of you know, waiting for people to come in your retail shop to purchase this and purchase that. I mean, your expenses are so much lower. So what you have to do then is just uh, focus on marketing and advertising. Right, right, Mm because you've got to have the budget. You've got to make sure you, you know, allocate funds for that. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. So you can can control that cost more. And also, I guess, you can make a better price point for your customer Mm -hmm. if you don't have that extra overhead like that. Exactly. And then you Mm -hmm. can reach more people. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that's the name of the game. Mm -hmm. You want to reach more people. And you want to be able to, um, you know, let's say if uh, someone is having uh, a wedding shower, mm-hmm. you want to be able to ship 50 or 100 or 200 cakes mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a customer mm-hmm. in another city versus right. if you're just in a retail shop here, then you can only appeal to Atlanta or either right. Cleveland, Ohio. 
Right, right, right. And what's right. good about our product is we can ship everywhere. We color code all of our cakes, which actually means if you have an event and you're a Delta mm-hmm. or whatever sorority or you're getting mm-hmm. married and your mm-hmm. colors are pink, orange, yellow, whatever, we can put frosting to kind of emulate the colors that you're going to have in your wedding. So everything is specialized. Okay, okay. And that's what we feature, specialization, custom cakes. Okay, okay, okay. Specialization mm-hmm. and customization for for right. the cake. And mm-hmm. I see here these pretzels and brownies that <laughs> you do as well. So anybody need to say a special thank you, they can send thank you gifts. Send this. Go to the website and you can do that as well. Now, you mentioned Valentine's Day. Are mm-hmm. you all offering any specials, any special promotions coming up around that time? We'll be offering um, where you can purchase six ruby red velvet pound cakes and you'll receive one free all the way up until February the 12th. Okay, 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 all right. So okay. anyone can just email me or give me a call. Okay. Munchadoodle.com, M-U-N-C-H-A-D-O-O-D-L-E.com. Okay. And I and get, can talk to you about whatever your special needs are. And you want you want to give your number as well? You want to do that as well? Or? Area code 216-952-7426. Okay, say that again. Give it 216 again. 216-952-7426. All right, that's, and that's MantraDoodle.com. So MantraDoodle.com. <laughs> this time has gone by so fast, you know, um, as we think about some of the things that we've talked about today, and we've got, like I mentioned, our audience all over the world, all types of business owners, people who've been in business for years, who may just be starting a business. What What three things would you leave with them today? Michelle, what would you like to to leave them with? I would like to say that the most important thing is is this. Find something that you love to do. Do Mm -hmm. it well. Mm -hmm. Figure out how you can help someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what you have to think about is longevity of your business. Mm. So you want to think about the next 10, 15 years. You don't want to think short term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's very important mm-hmm. in creating a business. You mm-hmm. don't want a business that's going to expire in two years because you haven't thought it through. Right, right. And you know, I'm glad you brought that up um, because one of the one of the top women that we've interviewed. I mean, this sister is is fierce, Catherine Freeland. She's in our mm-hmm. book, Wealthy Sisters. You can find that on our website, and it's available. On Amazon as an ebook as well, but she um, built her business and she sold it for like thirty million um, here in DC. And she talked about yeah, she talked about her exit strategy. She started the business with an exit strategy in mind. You know, and a lot of times when we start a business, we don't necessarily have that exit strategy. So I'm glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so important about where is this business going to go? Are we going to leave it to our children or do we want to sell it or what? You know, so. Exactly. That's that's important. Look five ten years because if we it it can fail if we haven't looked far enough down the road. Right, really exactly. Mm-hmm. You get so mm-hmm. excited you can't see past, you know, two years. 
And and that's that's good. And and one final point. What what else would you leave with our audience today? Patience. Have mm. patience. Wow. Patience is the key. Because wow. you're not gonna become a millionaire overnight. Mhm. Mm. It's not going to happen probably within your first year of business because you're in a learning process, a learning stage. Right. But just stay focused and have patience. Wow. You know, if you develop patience, you can run this race. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you can fail. Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. is a process. Mm -hmm. And don't forget to get your board of directors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To surround you to help you to make the right decisions mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. Wow, you said it. You said it. That patience. You know what? What would you? What? What? Give them uh, some type of idea of how they can actually develop or a scenario of of because when we say patience, mm-hmm. that's a frightening word, and I know people shut down. When you hear that word, because like you said, we want it now. That's just the society. But that we're we in can. that type of society where right. it's, it's an instant gratification, but right. that's not really how life works. Right. You right. know, it's just like when you get married. Well, for most people who are reasonable people, mm-hmm. you didn't just get married all of a sudden. You right. Know, you try to develop the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know. Check mm-hmm. things out, see how he is, his family, mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. on and on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. takes mm-hmm. patience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with business, you have to apply the same. It's it's the same roadmap. You just basically seek out the good and the bad in a business mm-hmm. and realize that you're going to run into a lot of roadblocks, but how are you mm-hmm. going to navigate through them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And read. Mm-hmm. Read and mm-hmm. pray. Because you're going to need both of them Right Right. And if you go into a business realizing that it's going to take time Then you won't be disappointed Yeah You see, people get disappointed when things don't work out quickly Right it's never going to work out quickly Right It just takes time Unless you hit the lottery With your fiancé, with your girlfriends Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. With new business partners, it doesn't happen automatic. That's mm-hmm. not an instant part of life. Now you can get a bunch of doodle, and that would be instant. <laughs> but not relationships and not businesses. Right. You see <laughs> that immediate gratification. Right. It, it doesn't work with businesses, unfortunately. I wish it did, but it right. doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't. <laughs> Well, you said it, you know, have that patience, know about building, that it's all about building those relationships there as well, you know, understanding that it's a process we talked about today, you know, making sure you get that board of directors. Boy, we've got some key, key pointers here today. Board of directors. Yes, and and, and do something, do something that you love and do something that you enjoy. Why, Why is that important for someone to do what, what they, they love. love? Yeah. Why is that important? Because you won't have an interest in it eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. people are not fulfilled because every day they got to get up and do things that they don't love to do. They don't That's love to do. That's a miserable life. 
Right, right, right. You know? Right. I mean, you're not put on this earth to just make money and do things that really don't satisfy you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that's not fulfilling God's will. Mm-hmm, God's will mm-hmm. is that you do what you love to do, and by the grace of God, you're able to make money from that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of people can get caught up in, I want to make the money, I want to make the money, so I'll do whatever I have to do. And mm-hmm. then they have this miserable life mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they didn't follow God's plan. They didn't seek mm-hmm. out what they really wanted for themselves. Mm-hmm. They just chased the money, chased the dollar. Follow right. the money. Everyone has heard that. Follow the money. Right, right, right. Well, if you follow right. the money, you you just may not be successful long term. Right. Exactly. You can make the money in a new business following the money for two years and right. be miserable. Right, right, right. Wow. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, I have so much unfulfillment in my heart, in my mind. I just want to do something that I love to do. That's what you hear people say all the time because everybody is seeking happiness. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what we Mm -hmm. live for. We want to be happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. whatever you put your heart and soul into, you need to be able to love it so that you can do it well. And teach other people how to do what you do. Pass Go ahead. Pass Go ahead. <laughs> well, like I said, I told you guys, I told you she knew what she was talking about. This is Nichelle Tidmore Fleming. She's Thank the you, CEO Deborah. of com. Give your phone number one more time. 216-952-7426. Munchadoodle.com. And I look forward That's to right. talking to everyone. That's right, that's right. And go to Facebook. She's on Facebook. You all are there. Get her, get her some likes. Go like her page. Are you on oh, Twitter please. as well? Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell them your, your Twitter and Facebook right quick. My uh, Facebook account is actually munchadoodle.com, and then it's okay. uh, munchadoodle at Twitter. Four. At Twitter. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, so we got to get them up. Spread the word about the Muncha Doodles. One of the Please best do it. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate your business. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, I tell you, this has been another great show. We want you to stay tuned for next week. We, as promised, this year is an explosive year for Wealthy Sisters, and you are the reason because of that. And you know what? We're going to do every week. We're going to bring you the best. And speaking of that, next week, our very special guest is none other than entrepreneur, actress, Miss Nicole Ari Parker. Yes, you all remember her? Oh, yeah, the one that's from Soul Food. She's been in all types of movies and married to Mr. Boy. Kojo? Yeah, that's right. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, she's going to be live here next week. She's excited about coming on with us at Wealthy Sisters. She has a new product out called Save Your Do. Girlfriends, sisters who don't want to go to the gym to work out because we're afraid about messing up our hair, we have no excuse because of this product. So, yeah, she's going to be live with us next week. So, Facebook tweet, tell everybody to tune in to Wealthy Sisters. And if you just joined us, thank you again for coming on board with us today. You can catch this show and all of our other shows immediately following right here. It's available for download free for you. You can't beat that. And you can also find us on iTunes and Twitter and Wealthy Sisters at Wealthy Sisters there on Facebook.
Facebook as well. So as always, we love you, we thank you, and we wish you and yours the best of everything great. Continue to have an awesome day, and we will see you next week. We're signing out. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters Radio. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for another positively impacting show next week. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Wealthy Sisters and on the web at WealthySistersRadio.com. The opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our host, staff, or partners of Wealthy Sisters Radio.